To reservations, we're your host. I'm Rain Whalen, and I'm Jeremy Blair. Uh, Everybody, how was your spring break? That was pretty good, bro. Uh, yeah, you know, Ashley and I went to Kerrville. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, how was it? It was for your anniversary. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was good. Uh, we went to this place called Squeeze In uh, for brunch. Um, oh, God, love brunch. I know, bro. They had some pretty tight mimosas, but they were super strong. And nice. Ashley and I were like. We can't finish these $6 mimosas. Uh, but dude, best breakfast burrito I've ever had in my life. Yeah. It had avocado on it, bacon, eggs, Monterey cheese. Dude, and it was fucking huge. Whoa. I didn't want to stop eating it. <laughs> but I needed to because I was getting sick. Yeah. Because it was so good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, it was pretty tight. tight. The, the only thing that was kind of of a dud... Is uh, I told Ashley that we need to check out some record shops. Yeah. Apparently, Fredericksburg, because we, we we stayed in Kerrville, but we went to Fredericksburg. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fredericksburg doesn't have a lot of record shops. No, it's not really that kind of. My, uh, my aunt and uncle live in San Marcos, and when I was a kid, we would always drive through Fredericksburg and check out some of the shops if we, you know, if yeah. we were there on time or whatever. Um, and yeah, it's not that kind of place, man. Yeah. And, which they, is a shame, because we, I think we, they do well. We heard of one. And we went to go find it, but either they were closed or something, because apparently they operated out of a hotel. Right on. Uh, which I'm assuming the owner of the hotel probably owned the record store and just thought it'd be easier. Just boom, we'll use one room as a storefront. Yeah. But either they weren't open or they'd closed or moved. I don't know. But So we couldn't find it. So we we're like, well, gross. But it was still pretty fun, you know. Uh, got out of Midland for a little bit. Yeah, how, so about, so. how about you, bro? Did the same. Did the same. My girlfriend and I. Uh, went to the Fort Davis area. Ah, you know what's um, so crazy? Went hiking. Hiking is hard. I told, I asked Ash, she's like, have you ever been to Fort Davis before? She's like, yeah, I've been. I'm like, yeah, we should go sometime. Yeah. So it was fun. I mean, we, she loves to hike. I, um, am a swimmer. I don't, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't mind hiking, but you know, it was, it was hard. You know, the first 10 minutes I was like, I'm not going to make it. I'm going to collapse. Well, and then and then you get through those first ten minutes, and then you're like, oh, then you're good to go. Like I was like, oh, this is fine. But then, but then an hour into it, you're like, fuck. It did take an hour and a half. It took an hour yeah. and a half to go all the way up the mountain, and then all the way down the mountain. Uh, yeah, but it was fun. It was a ton of fun. We um, there's we we stayed in Pecos. I don't know if you've ever been. Uh, I don't think I've ever been to Pecos. I'll in my tell life. you what there is in Pecos. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. So well, just, just well, we stayed there because it was cheaper. But and then oh, we could right. just drive to places like Balmeray yeah. and whatever. Now Balmeray uh, was tight. Balmeray, yeah, tight. dude. All right, people in the Texas area. <laughs> if you ever want to feel what it's like to get frostbite in the <sighs> in the summertime, jump in that Balmeray uh, natural spring. Yeah, um, but it's uh, but then once you get used to it, dog, you don't want to get out. <sighs> yeah, that's true. Anyway, so uh, anyway, I had a welcome, wonderful time. She's great. Welcome back to the uh, uh, Texas podcast. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'd be terrible. But that, that's great, man. You know, I, yeah. I'm glad. Uh, yeah, because I knew you were going out of town. Yep, and I told you I was going out of town. Yep. So, uh, yeah, and man. Yet I still had time to watch this movie twice. Yeah, because I made you watch it twice. Yeah, I mean, but that's not a bad thing. You've made me watch movies twice. That's so. true. I have. So yeah, yeah. So and and we'll get to the reason why I made Jeremy watch this movie twice. Yeah. So. Um, so if you didn't watch last week or listen, uh, sidebar, I was really proud of last week's episode. Were you? It, it came out so well. Yeah. I don't I, know, something about it. I was like, man, we were hitting it really well. Yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was a good episode. It was a dope episode. I mean, it's a great movie. Great, oh, yeah. Great sode. Great sode. Yeah. <laughs> you don't, you don't abbreviate sode? Sode. Oh, we should get shirts made. Like, great sode? Great. Question mark? Great sode? Uh, anyway, so if you watched... Uh, and listen, last week we are discussing the second film from my favorite director, Kevin Smith, Mallrats. Mallrats. Uh, I'm pretty sure I mentioned it during the Chasing Amy episode. I don't remember. I probably should have listened to that episode to see what was I... That, was that this season or was that last season? 
What was last season? Oh, thank God. I was like, that's too much Kevin Smith. No, that was, that was last season. <laughs> okay. That was last season. Because uh, we weren't doing video yet. We still had the old, right. the old setup. So right. that was last season. Right. Um, I should have listened to it just to make sure if I hit on anything that I've already talked about. Mm-hmm. But uh, so this was his second movie. Yeah. And after it came out, he was pretty convinced my career is over. Uh, because as I'm pretty sure we talked about in the Chasing Amy episode, Clerks was his first movie. Yeah. And he had unprecedented success. Yeah. For a first time filmmaker. Uh, and on the budget he had, unreal success. Yeah. And so he decided to follow that with this movie. Um, a studio. A studio. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's uh, Gramercy, Gramercy Film Pictures. Yeah. Which is, I think, now defunct. Yeah, and uh, Universal um, bought it, at least for the distributing rights. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about um, the theatrical release, but um, I think it was the theatrical release. Uh, Universal picked it up, and which is a huge deal. Right? Oh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and the movie was not well received, <laughs> and Kevin was like, well, I had a good run. I have a theory. Yes. What it's is sillier. It is. It's sillier. Yeah, right? you know, clerks. Clerks is funny, but it's it's more. It's a little more down to earth. Yeah. This one had Wiley e. Coyote blueprints. Yeah, uh, which is which is, uh, you know, one of the things that I like about this movie is that it has the, the Wiley e. Coyote <laughs> that made me laugh. Right? Did Did you like on the Arrow release? Because you went and bought this. Yeah. Did, I did. you like that you got the blueprints? Yeah, I did. Uh, I, I was like, that's one of the things I actually like about this movie is the, the silliness of that. And, yeah. and then the operations, Operation Dark Knight and Operation... Yeah, and there, uh, you know, and there's like Victory Dance and there's, you know, the, it was just, I mean, it's silly and it's funny. And, yeah, I, yeah, I would agree that you had a comedy that was more pretty much realistic, a very realistic comedy in the lives of these two clerks. Right. And then you had this comedy that was... It's a little more over the top, especially yeah. with the, the characters therein. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the 15-year-old that's writing a book. <laughs> on on male sex drive. Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> that's less than realistic, I would think. Um, yeah. And so, right. I mean, so it's a little over the top. I get why people didn't like it Gravitate as Gravitate it, yeah. Yeah. But to Kevin's success, luckily he did not give up. Uh, yeah, yeah. And we, we have, you know, Chasing Amy and... Granted, as I mentioned, I know I said this during the Chasing Amy uh, episode, a high point in his career, in my opinion. But, you know, we would have never gotten Jane Silent Bob Strike back, uh, Clerks 2, the rest of his view to Skew Universe. Yeah. Uh, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't be the the pop culture icon that he is now if he had just given up after this movie. Uh there was a point I was making, and I completely cool. forgot it. Um, give me a second. I'm yeah, gonna, yeah, take your time. I'm this gonna, is uh, uh, riveting podcasting. I- <laughs> well, so, it, you know what? It'll come back to me. Cool. Um, right on. You know, and the movie—that's what I—that's that was the point I was making. There that it is. The movie um, has aged very well. You think? Yeah, I. You know, I, I watched an interview with Kevin. Well, actually, the, not the interview. It was the. Uh, the commentary, oh, sorry, got a hair in my mouth, everyone. Gross. Um, the commentary that he filmed for Arrow, for the, the Arrow release, mm-hmm. where he was saying how, you know, like, you know, I don't want it to come across like I had the forethought to make this movie because I knew it would be popular, you know, 20 years later. Yeah. He was like, it just kind of happened that he wanted to make a movie about like the friends that he was hanging out with, you know, they would go to the mall, talk comics, and not really, you know, do anything. It was just hang out at the mall, and that was the movie he wanted to make. And twenty years later, that's what pretty much everyone's doing now. They're talking comics, and, and yeah, you know, as that's, to your point last week, nerd shit. Yeah, it's nerd shit. Um, <laughs> now, okay, this brings up a good point because. Uh, this is a cultural thing, I think, or a, a regional thing. Okay. But where we live, if you're over the age of 17, uh-huh. you don't hang out at the mall. Yeah. You know? And so we have these college-age kids, you know, these 20-somethings 
not only working at the mall, which is strange, but hanging out there. You know, it also might be a generational thing. Yeah. As well. But, you know, when I think of hanging out at the mall, I think of teenagers, right? Yeah. And preteens. Yeah. And, and our pretty much all of our characters are all in college, yeah. all in their early 20s. Yeah. Um, yeah, and actually, I, didn't, I never thought of yeah, that. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, you know, because I don't... Well, that well that does make sense, because, you know, no. yeah, when we were in high school, yeah, we'd go and hang out at the mall. Sure. You know, maybe buy a few things here and there, but yeah. just hang out. But when we graduated and went to college, we were like, no, we'll only go to the mall if we need like to Like, if I to need to go, if yeah. I'm eating something. You know what I mean? Yeah, get like... Get some of that mall Chinese. Yeah, yeah, we're, uh, you know, got to get that Great American Cookie. Yeah, you know, that's... I only go if I need to. Or yeah. If I only go if I'm like on my lunch break. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, and and well, and me having worked at our local mall, right, right, right. multiple times uh, for two different stores, and then for the mall itself, uh, I just don't like going up there as much anymore. No. I mean, it, it's not fun, right? Yeah. I mean, again, stores are different now. It's not like. It isn't the variety it was like when we were kids, even. Oh, yeah. You know, there yeah. was a KB Toys, rest in peace. Oh, um, R.I.P. Uh, and Ashley brought up a good point when she was watching it with me last night. Is in the scene after uh, Brody gets his ass kicked by Ben Affleck. And yeah, we're going to talk about Ben Affleck. Um, you know, he's recuperating in the candy store. And Ashley's like, do you remember when we used to have one of those in the mall? Oh, I was like, yes. yes. It was, correct me if I'm wrong, if you can remember. Sure. I remember it being, you know, you know, Suspensers was where Hot Topic is in yes. our mall. And it was right next to it, right? On the on the right side, I want to say. Or it was either it was either on the right side or the left side. I always think of the mall in halves. Okay. Um, because there is that sort of, that area where um, Dillard's is in the middle, mm-hmm. where it's sort of spaced out, right? And yeah. so I consider those the two halves. And so it's hard for me to remember where things were back then because uh, yeah. I, I won't remember which half it was. Yeah. Right. And whatever. Um, I do remember there being a candy store. I I developed my love for the blue gummy sharks there. Oh, yeah. That bro. has never gone away. I love gummy sharks. Yeah. I love gummy sharks. So if we have any fans out there. Send Jeremy gummy sharks. Yeah. Well, we will buy a P.O. box. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get a P.O. box. Uh, <laughs> I love gummy sharks. They'll, be, they'll melt in the P.O. box and just be a giant brick of gummy. That's perfect. Um, <laughs> I uh, and you know and the the little raspberry things I love oh, yeah. like the snakes and whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, it, malls don't have that anymore. Yeah. ours doesn't. You know, and and I'm going to talk about it a little bit because um, ours also doesn't have an upstairs. Maybe if we had an upstairs, that's true. That's true. Maybe. I we're going to talk about the movie. Everyone, hang on, because <laughs> it's integral to actually talk about the the love of malls too. Because I, I do appreciate a really nice mall. Like when Ashley and I go to Austin to visit my mom, we usually go to, oh shit, um, I believe it's the Barton Springs Mall mm-hmm. where it is, uh, uh, it, it, it has an upstairs. But what's so interesting is you enter in on the second floor. Oh, that's The cool. downstairs is in the sub, okay. almost like right they on. built a sub and then built the rest of the mall on top. Uh, and that I love, uh, which I think is what makes their mall so interesting <laughs> is that they do have that upstairs. Um, yeah, you know, maybe it's a better place to hang out because there's more places oh, to yeah. be maybe. Maybe. Again, we're speaking from our, I'm speaking from my experience yeah. being at our mall. Yeah. Being at, is, yeah. Being at which you is, know, Midlands mall. Yeah. Which is lame. So, yeah. Um, like and, we, and don't, keep, we keep, don't even have a, a box lunch. I know, uh, bro. Dude, those stores are tight. Uh, Speaking of yeah. nerd shit. Uh, yeah, box lunch is tight. Dog. Yeah, that's tight. I've been to one of those stores. That was tight. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I hooked, I hooked my buddy Fern up with a dope ass pop figure from there. Boom. Box lunch. That's dope. Hey, box lunch. Give us free stuff. You know, uh, box lunch and Hot Topic are the same company. I did not know that. Yeah, dog. Oh uh, man, you got your emos and you got your, your nerds. nerds. <laughs> got your emos and your nerds. Well, now Hot Topic is coming, catering more towards nerds, like, emo nerds. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so okay, so to the movie, <laughs> right, right. Um, so that was the that was you know something that was hard for me to look past because in my experience, you, yeah, people you only that have, age don't do that. Yeah, 
Well, and you know, and it's... <sighs> but of course, people like Brody... Probably don't really care graduating aren't, aren't acting their age, right? Yeah. Uh, so that's, you know, there's that aspect. Yeah, so I know in the Chasing Amy episode, we, we kind of talked about the universe that Kevin Smith has created. Of course, at this time, it was just meant to be a trilogy. And then after Chasing Amy, that's when he was like, no, we're going to... Keep going. We're going to keep going. Um, so Brody, one of our characters, uh, played by Jason Lee... The awesome Jason Lee. I do really like Jason Lee. Yeah, he's he's, you know, I think this was one of his first movies. It was because he had audition for it. So I think after this, I think he, Kevin Smith just called him up. I yeah. Think. Oh yeah. Well, and you know what he was doing, prior to this, right? No. He was a professional skateboarder. You know what? I think I knew that. I think yeah. I read that somewhere. Yeah, dude. He Jason Lee. Uh, yeah, the same guy who played Dave Seville in the live action. Uh, Chickmunk movies. And, of course, was, My Name is Earl. My friend. Uh, yeah. Dude, my oh, name also is Earl. with Ethan Suppley, who is uh, in this movie. Uh, Willem. Uh, which, of course, you know, me being a fan, I'm going to talk about the character of Willem. Because there's another character also in the universe named Willem, who is not played by Ethan Suppley. Oh. But, uh, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So, you have this... You have this friend group in the movie, which I think most people can relate to you've got brody mm -hmm. who's the man child of the group you've got ts who is he acts more his age but he can still be childish yeah you've got gwen uh joy Lernabs, who is the slut of the group uh you've got ts's girlfriend uh brandy who is she is the adult of the group, and then you have Brody's girlfriend Renee, who she Renee is a little harder to kind of place in like a specific because she act she she acts like an adult because she wants a more serious relationship, but you know she she can be childish. I think she can well. be childish. I mean, especially when she uh, attacks Brody's libido. I think all of them. Are sort of in this failure to launch stage, except yeah. for uh, Brandy. Yeah, yeah, Brandy's pretty much the only one who, and to Kevin's writing credit, uh, really is the only one who's gonna do something with her life. Yeah, everyone else seems to be kind of stuck. They are stuck. Yeah. yeah. Um, and speaking of um, Renee, um, Shannon, Shannon Doherty. Doherty. That's a big. That's a big get. I know because she was still movie. doing nine hundred two one zero. Yeah. Well, at this time, which did was, you catch the? I the did. Brenda, Dick, because <laughs> she was a nine hundred two one zero, which is at the time the biggest show on the planet. Yeah. Um, like I don't even think Tiffany Thiessen had coming in nine hundred two one zero yet. So I mean, this was like peak nine hundred two one zero, and you get Shannon Doherty in this movie. I think that might have helped get audiences in there. Yeah, they're like, oh, um, Shannon Doherty was in this? Now, also, I mean, speaking from 2021 perspective, Michael Rooker's a big get, too. Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm a huge fan, as I was telling you off mic, uh, of Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, which he had done about, I don't know, seven, eight years before this, um, which is a dope horror movie. I, I don't know if you guys like horror movies, but that's a good one. To any of our audience, to our Marvel fans out there, he played uh, Yondu that's in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 and 2. Yep. Uh, to our zombie fans out there, he was uh, Merle in Walking Dead one season one and three, right? Mm -hmm. um, and he was for our James Gunn fans out there. He was in Slither. Yes, he was. Uh, and then uh, more recently, I saw him in uh, that Fantasy Island remake. Oh, that's about right. Which had a good, it was a good concept, but it just was not executed properly. Just watch the show. Blumhouse makes so many good movies, and then they made that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but yeah, yeah, getting Michael Rooker, uh, <laughs> and as we we're kind of talking about off mic, you know, he looks strange the whole movie, and that's because he shaved his head, and no one asked him to do that. Like, supposedly Kevin was like, like, yeah, you know, he's kind of eccentric, and Michael was like, cool, cool, cool. I'm going to shave my head for that then. And and Kevin's like, you, you don't have to do Which that. Which gives the the extended cut opening sort of a strange layer of surrealism because there's another character in that opening who also has a shaved head. Mm -hmm. 
and they're sort of dressed similar and you know it's like what's going on yeah you know are they like in a cult like or, <laughs> or are they like are is they it, like security like what's happening is this just like uh, the thing yeah. uh yeah now, uh, so I want to talk about it because we kind of talked about it off mic. Yeah. This is the only of the uh, original trilogy to not be filmed in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we mentioned it in the Chasing Amy episode. The original trilogy was called the New Jersey Trilogy because <clears throat> Kevin Smith is from New Jersey. Um, and takes very a lot of pride that, yeah, I'm from New Jersey. Yeah. But... From why, from what I understand, why they couldn't film in New Jersey for this one was because the mall that they filmed that they loved. Yeah. They really loved the look of it. They loved the layout of it. And the, if I remember correctly, the original plan is they were going to kind of do some trickery to make it seem like they were in New Jersey, but the giant logo on the mall, they were like, there's no way we can get rid of that. Yeah. So they were like, okay, well... For this movie in my universe, they live in Minnesota, uh, uh, Eden Prairie, Minnesota, and the only reason why I know that is because the logo is right Eden Prairie Mall, uh, which uh, coincidentally at the time of filming was the town over from where they were filming Fargo at the same time. Um, so what you're saying is an amazing movie. By so the what way, you're saying Fargo. is Kevin Smith could just hopped over and. Yeah. Watch them kill Steve Buscemi. Yeah, and like uh, spoilers for fun. Uh, and <laughs> uh, just say hey to Francis McDormand and you know um, Joel Ethan Cohen. Yeah, yeah. So I, God, I love Fargo so much. Yeah, future episode. Uh, for sure, I've always been wanting. I've always wanted to watch it, and yeah. I've also wanted an excuse to watch the show, even though I know the show is is spinoff. No, the. Each season is a different thing. Oh, yeah. It, um, it's anthology. Yeah, there we go. Oh, my uh, God. Anyway, um, so, yeah, so so we have, the for the first time, one of these movies not taking place in New Jersey, but it fits in this universe that Kevin is making, um, you know, because it happens a week in, in, the, in Kevin's timeline. It happens a week, I believe, before... Clerks, yeah, because they mention things that happen in this movie in Clerks. Yes, yeah, so they mention the the girl who has the aneurysm, mm-hmm. and the and I don't remember if that was in the extended cut, um, because no, they did, yeah, because they didn't break up there. They broke up at the at the high school play or whatever. Mm-hmm. The fuck that was Which we'll talk about. This why why I made Jeremy watch the movie twice because you know because that was yeah. Yeah. Um, which I liked that the theatrical version had that because again that connects with Clerks and mm-hmm. you know. And then the and then subsequent films. That... How far away is Minnesota from New Jersey? I'm from Texas and I don't know the answer to that. Um, I don't know. Okay. I would I would grab my phone, but because it's over it, there. Because if this takes place around the same time, that means. Uh, Jay and Silent Bob are traveling. Well, they travel a lot. So. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, within a few days, just to stand in front of the quick stop and then to go hang out at the mall. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, uh, it just, it's, that's strange. But Well, I mean, you know, like I said, they travel a lot. You know, from the events of Chasing Amy, they leave and they go to where Dogma takes place. Yeah. Because apparently Kevin Smith commissioned a, like, spinoff comic where it follows them leaving the events of chasing Amy and going into the events of dogma. Um, you know, then from dogma, you've got Jane, Silent Bob strike back where they're back in Jersey, but then they go to Hollywood and then they do it again in the reboot. Uh, then clerks two is also in Jersey. I need this to be known. I hate the reboot. I hate it. No offense to my boy, Mr. Smith. I don't like it. Go ahead. Well, luckily, I'll never make you do that one. Thank you. We will do Clerks at one point. Okay. That's we're kind of at... I indirectly, we're working backwards. Yeah. We will do Clerks. Okay. But anyway, um, but yeah, yeah. So so Kevin, very early on, was like, you know what? I'm going to connect all these films, um, which is which I think just adds to this, this, just so, this just funny thing that back in the 90s someone else was trying to interconnect movies. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, it's funny, you know, people credit Marvel to doing that, which no one has ever done it as to the extent of Marvel. Not to the extent, but I mean, it's been done. Oh, yeah. Know, I mean, God. I mean, it's, it's happened forever. Yeah, Kevin pretty much, you know, with, with his latest movie, Jane's on Bob Reboot, he pretty much connected uh, Zach and Mary make a porno. Um, his True North trilogy, I think, is something separate, which I don't know if we'll ever get Moose Jaws. Yeah. I gotta have Moose Jaws. Yeah, man, I wanna see that Moose Jaws. You know, I, I love Tusk. Uh, uh, I, I kind of liked Yoga Hosers, I guess. Yoga Hosers. <laughs> I mean, it was silly. silly yeah. Anyway, uh, but yeah, I, I just like that the movie, this movie wasn't a sequel, but it's connected. Right. And, you know. Right, 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 right. I, all right. So let's, all right. Let's talk about things I didn't like. Number one, Brody. I don't like Brody. <laughs> I don't like Brody at all. I think he's very obnoxious. I think he's, <clears throat> I think he's a dick, and um, I, I just, I, I don't like him. I don't like him at all. So, it's funny you say that. I like Banky better. Um, I asked Ashley, um, out of the friends of TS and Brody, who would you and I be? And she said you would be more like Brody, and I'd be more like TS. Unreal. That's unreal. That's not even a little true. All right? I'm looking at you, the audience, because I just don't... I don't know. I, I think Although she did say the one of his lines that he says, she was like, oh, I could see you saying that, is when they're at the dirt mall, and he's looking at the comics, and he looks, and he's like, you should have boards in them, you savage. She was like, yeah, I could see you saying that. I'm like, you gotta have boards on your comics? Otherwise, they'll bend. And she's like, do your comics have boards? Yeah, they do. Because I'm not a savage. All right. Um, uh, oh, speaking of the comic book collection, that's uh, Kevin Smith's comic book collection. Really? Uh, I wondered where that's all That's at those, Brody's house. Yeah. I wondered where all those came from. Oh, I'm sorry. Brody's mom's house. Brody, Brody's mom. Well, Brody's mom's. No, it's Brody's house. Because he lives in the basement. Oh, my God. Taking a role from Pete Davidson. Uh, that That's like an apartment. <laughs> I don't like but, Pete Davidson either. Uh, but, dude, those... The, so, sidebar. Yeah. That comic book collection is... I apologize if everyone heard that. My watch is telling me that uh, apparently I hit my calorie goal. Oh, congratulations. Just just sitting here. Um, That comic book collection is something that I desperately want. Yeah. Just because I love comics. I think that's another reason why I like this movie so much is I I, I love comics. Um, I've got some first issues that were given to me that were actually in really good condition. Uh, So that's that's the things that the comic book collection is what is dreams are made out of you know <laughs> yeah and i do like brody's rule <laughs> don't touch lest you be touched like yeah, yeah, yeah. like don't touch lest you, i don't remember how he says it but it's he pretty much implying that he's going to sexually harass uh ts yeah. if he doesn't get permission to touch his comics i um i i can only empathize for my movie collection uh, that's yeah. that's uh, that would be my equivalent uh, I own one comic book, and it came in a gigantic, oh yeah, that Watchmen uh, special edition Watchmen set. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so you, I kind of fell ass backwards into owning a, a graphic novel. You heat, and it's on hardback cover. It too. is hardback. It is you dope. son of a bitch. Yeah, it's red. Um, uh, but anyway, so I don't like Brody. Um, I, I, th- I think I just think he's awful. Which is funny because you know they tone him down in Jane, Silent Bob, Strike Back. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he's only in it for like five minutes, but he's, in my opinion, heavily toned down. Um, and then in reboot, he's he's almost acting his age. You know, you know, uh, I'm sure Jason Lee's in his early fifties by this point, or at least late forties. You know, and when he plays Brody in the reboot, he he's playing him at his own age. Like he's not. Super obnoxious or anything like that. Yeah, he was really obnoxious. I mean, Banky was too, I guess. But but Banky was a little bit more... They're basically the same person. Yeah, they're basically... Banky and and uh, Brody are basically the same person. By the way, inking is tracing. Do we say that? In the <laughs> I think we did. Inking is tracing. Anyway, <laughs> um, so... Uh, yeah, they are... The, so it makes me wonder why, why create a second character, right? Uh, I mean, that's of course, you know, this this doesn't have anything to do with anything, but 
uh, since they're so similar. Well, probably because he, he their jobs are different. He probably just loved working with Jason. Was like, hey, I'm about, I'm not giving up on my career. I'm gonna make this uh, yeah, yeah. sort of that's a good point. dramedy. Do you want to be in it? And Jason was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll be in it. What am I playing? Oh, I'm playing a uh, a guy who's potentially closeted. Okay, that's yeah, cool. and traces for a living. Um, <laughs> and so you trace. So Ben Affleck. Let's talk about Ben Affleck. Ben, ben Affleck, Affleck, yeah, very early in his career. Yes, this is after Days and Confused, which one of the many Days to Confused um, tie-ins to this movie. Yes, which you know, let's go and get him out of the way now. Sure. Joey Lord and Adams, uh, who plays Gwen in this one, she plays I forget her character's name in Days and Confused. She literally has like five lines in the entire movie, uh, but she plays with she acts with. Jason. Jason London in Days and Confused. And then two years later, she Jeremy does London. this movie with his twin brother, Jeremy London. What's funny is I know I've told Ashley this. And she was like, wasn't the guy in Days and Confused? No. I was like, <laughs> I mean, his face was. <laughs> that was his twin brother. And she yeah. was like, oh. But yeah, uh, then it makes me wonder if they're from Texas because uh, I think I think, I think they he are. only hired Texas. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Anyway. Listen, that's a Days and Confused episode, and we'll do that later. Oh, for sure. Yeah, a hundred percent. But anyway, so that's where the Days and Confused connection ends. We got Ben Affleck, Jerry Lord Adams, and then Jeremy London with his brother being in Days right. and Confused. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. So Ben Affleck is in this movie. <laughs> he has uh, this crazy slick back hair. Uh, which I sported in the fifth grade. If I can find the picture, we'll put it on the website. <laughs> Very, uh, you know what it makes me think of? Yeah. It makes me think of that dumbass movie he did with Jennifer Lopez where he's like a... Geely. Yeah. yeah that's who That's who his character reminds me of. Like It's yeah. almost like when he did that movie, they're like, all right, think of the most scumbag character. Got it. The guy who played in Mallrats. Got it. Yeah, exactly. And he's, he's gross in Mallrats. Um, he's not in the movie very long. Yeah, um, you. Yeah, it's it's more of a. I think Kevin just needed to write in an antagonist, sort of speak. Yeah. Uh, and Brody wasn't enough. Mainly, mainly for Brody, I think. I think because his character mainly torments Brody. Because I would say the main antagonist of the movie is uh, Michael Rooker's character. Yeah, that's true. And then um, LaForge. LaForge. Yeah, LaForge. <laughs> uh, LaForge. I recognize him. Yeah, he seems really familiar. Yeah, and I, I forgot to look up where he... You nah. know what? Let's do that. I'll Let's do that right now while uh, you talk. So, things I liked about the movie... Uh, That's not what I said. I said <laughs> things I didn't like about All I mean, honestly, from the first time I saw this movie to now, there's, there's nothing about this movie I dislike. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's funny. It's... We got Jane, Silent Bob. Uh, really, the versions of Jane, Silent Bob that show up in the, the later movies. Um, because the the first version of Jane, Silent Bob were more, you know, it was unscripted. Kevin just let Jay just talk. As were this time around, I'm sure it was still unscripted, but, you know, Jay had more direction to go. Mm-hmm. Um are you still looking him up? Yeah, he was in Gladiator. I admit that's probably it. He's uh, probably with like a background. Like no, it was. It's the main thing he's known for. No, really? he uh, he fought Maximus. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember now. Okay, he was in Gladiator. He fought Maximus. <laughs> anyway, uh, he's from Austria. Yeah, and his name is a a play on words. Lafors, the Force. Yeah. Uh, okay, so what are what what other things didn't you like about the movie? So number one, you didn't like Brody. No. Not at all. I. That's it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I think I, I, you know, I I really do appreciate um, just talking dialogue. I mm-hmm. like dialogue a lot, uh, which this has in spades, right? I I think it's hard for me to relate to what's being said a lot of the time. Um, I, you know, I'm not that into comic books. I'm not. I don't have the mindset of these guys. Right? Uh-huh. Um, I do. Here's what I liked. Okay. Tell me what you liked. That'll be easier. Um, 
I love the idea of having a character struggle with something throughout the duration of the movie, which is uh, Willem and the poster. Yeah. Right. Uh, he is. He just can't get it. Right? Which is which and, is funny because I asked Ashley because Ashley has taken more psychology classes than I have. And don't don't you have a degree? In I do. Um, you know, with 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 posters like that, isn't it when I asked her and she was like, "Yeah, that's correct." If someone points out what you're supposed to be seeing, your eye, well, your brain tell pretty much tells your eyes like, "Yeah, there it is." Kind of um, with. With those posters, if they really work, I've never stared at one. I've never looked at one. I've only looked at one for about five seconds, and it hurt my eyes. So yeah. I was like, eh. It, I mean, the, the color scheme, it has to do with, you know, rods and cones. It has to do with the yeah. fatigue in certain uh, parts of the eye if you stare at it long enough. Blah, blah. So, um, well, which my, is my theory. Well, my point is uh, that is just... You know, when they, Willem has been told multiple times, it's a boat. It's a sailboat. Yeah. And he still can't see it. So is it like, are you, are you just that dense or <laughs> are you really, really trying to see the sailboat? I that, just, uh, I love it. I think that was so funny to me. Um, <laughs> I got, I got a lunch. I'm ready. He's ready. He was going to do it all day and just stare at that thing for hours. Um, he says he does it every day. And that's what, that's what made me laugh is he does it every day. The same poster. So that made me laugh. Um, again, the the silliness with Jane Silent Bob, the very cartoonish Wiley Coyote stuff that they were doing. Um, the biggity bam. And um, I I mean, of course, this is early in his career, right? No. But uh, usually, um, Silent Bob breaks his silence for something to say something of value. Oh yeah, and, and he, he really kind of didn't this time. Yeah, know? but he, again, he, it's early, so he probably hasn't come up with that thought. Yeah, it was yet. more so he just quoted uh, the Jedi Code in uh, um, it wasn't Empire. I don't know when this is said about the Jedi Code, but yeah, <laughs> who knows? Uh, you yeah, know, yeah, because you know, chasing Amy, he gives this very you know eloquent monologue about how like you know i experienced something similar you know you gotta and he usually does even yeah. in clerks too he does right yeah um <laughs> no no that's no, like yeah i got nothing no that's right <laughs> yeah because because then jay's like man you always come in with that smart shit well, what the fuck do you ever add in the conversation <laughs> oh that's right um so anyway i i you know that's that part hasn't been developed yet Right. So watching these movies out of order, you you kind of miss certain things like that, right? Right. Um, I I guess I understand thematically and narratively why it needs to happen this way, but the whole dating game at the mall, uh huh. As you know, I don't care. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's um, that is a very weird plot point. That Kevin establishes and it's very like super important. Like it's, yeah. I mean, relatively uh, to TS's storyline. Yeah, to uh, TS's story, it's really important. Do they ever reveal what that stands for? What TS? TS? I no. Okay. You just know his last name is. Uh, oh shit! It starts with a G. No, Quint. His last name is Quint. So TS Quint. Okay, so it's a first and middle name. I guess. So it could be Thomas, Sam. I don't fuck. Thomas know. Sam. Tom, Tom Sam. You heard it first here. That's what it stands for. So <laughs> I'm sure so Kevin. So I always, uh, you know, while watching this movie twice, I thought that uh, that would that part is just seems so out of place, right? Yeah. And what, what are the odds, right? Um, oh, that they would film a a a a, a, a dating game in a mall. That's tr- well. It's come to the, maybe that's not the weird part because like Tiffany went on that mall tour. Right, which um, they make fun of in How I Met Your Mother with Robin and her stuff. Oh, yeah. um, so, I mean, malls used to be the place, which maybe this, this would make more sense if I grew up earlier than I did. That's true. Like, I was born when this movie takes place. Yeah. Right? It takes place in 93. I was born in 93. So I wasn't really aware of how... How central the mall was to just chilling, right, mm-hmm. and getting some sabaro or like a pretzel. Um, uh, which yeah, I don't mean to keep bringing up reboot, but you know, in reboot, Kevin makes fly to the fact that people don't really go to malls anymore. They don't. Uh, as Brody says, the mall is a dying breed now. 
she's yeah. she's on her last leg of life support. So, oh my god. So, um, so that was you know it, it's just hard for yeah. me to wrap my head around that. But um, the dating game is sort of strange, um, and of course, it's it may just be that you know this movie is over the top, right? Mm-hmm. Like we had mentioned in the beginning. So, um, like the characters are over the top. The the narrative is over the top. Yeah. Like going to see that uh, three nippled um, <laughs> fortune, fortune teller. teller. Which cracks me up every time because Brody is so into it. Then as soon as he sees the third nipple, he's immediately repulsed. Like. Yeah. Oh, it's it, amazing it, he didn't hear about her having three nipples before that point because he, sure he knew her, who she was. And I'm pretty sure her poster. No, her, her poster just says top. And another really big get kind of for nostalgia purposes she was in three's company um uh, oh yeah with suzanne summers and uh, john ritter um all right all right um did john ritter yeah so uh so for nostalgia purposes that was cool that uh, for fans of three's company um so jeremy yes sir so do you want to tell the audience why I made you watch the movie twice. So there is the theatrical cut, which uh, Paul Dixon, who is an editor, I probably for Universal at the time, um, or maybe a freelance that they hired uh, to edit the film. This is the only movie Kevin Smith has not edited himself mm-hmm. until 2005 when they re-edited the, the film and released it at, for the 10-year anniversary for the extended cut and they added about 30 minutes. Uh, yeah. Me. Yeah. So the extended cut of the film, if I remember correctly, was Kevin's original vision for the film. But as we were kind of talking about a little bit, uh, when they showed this cut of the film to test audiences, they didn't really like the beginning. No. Which makes sense because uh, rather than the movie starting with this really hysterical narration from Brody yeah. about his cousin having a gerbil stuck up his ass. Makes no sense. Doesn't even have anything to do with the plot. Yeah, I think it was just an excuse to show them all, you know? Yeah. And then we get that really cool title sequence yeah. with with the comic with books. With the comic books yeah, for each cool. actor. And then we meet T.S. and Brandy. They get in their fight and they break up. And it also feels sort of, it's not in real time like American Graffiti is. But, or maybe it, uh, American Graffiti is not in real time, but it's like, it's one day, right? Oh, yeah. Instead of this extended cut, which is two. Yes. Right? Which, I, I like it better that it's one day. Yeah, because the extended cut starts at the Governor's Ball, which is mentioned in the theatrical version. There's a lot of things mentioned in this extended cut that, if you ne- if you never see the extended cut... Hearing these things in the theatrical cut, you just assume like, oh, okay, that something must have happened. You kind of gloss over it. Right? Yeah. Um, but then seeing the extended cut, you're like, oh, so this is these are like plot points that are, they just completely disregarded. And then, of course, they have to take out every time TS sees someone, they say, I saw you on the news, right? Yeah. They have to take that out, right? Yes. Because now it doesn't make sense. Yes, because uh, what happens, how the original version opens is they're at the governor's ball. Brandy is studying the stars for one of her college classes. And then T.S. decides it'd be a really funny idea if he dressed up in a uh, Civil War uniform and scare her with a musket that has a... Uh, a blank on it. Yeah, and he accidentally shoots it off, <laughs> which sends everyone into a tizzy that yeah. they, they think the governor is about to be assassinated. And I think... I don't know why they were there. Um, the yeah, I don't know why the girl was there, but her father was there to get funding for, for the game for show. For the game show, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Uh, from the governor. Um, it's probably not even how that works. No. Um, and, <laughs> which, I don't know if Kevin Smith knows as much about um, local government politics like I do, which is none. <laughs> um, so maybe he's just like, I don't know, maybe he has the governor for money. Who knows? Um, but, you know, in this original opening, T.S. is just such an asshole. He is, yeah. You're really not rooting for him and Brandy to get back together uh, in, in the extended cut because he's just, he's a dick about everything. Yeah, he's really mean to her on the rooftop. As uh, where 
in the theatrical cut, he's really sweet. All that's cut out. Yeah. Right. You know, he's really sweet to her until she says the one thing about how she agreed to be on the game show, which I apologize if anyone can hear that. Um, Our neighbors uh, are loud. Don't really care. But we're going to keep going and just keep in mind that it's just our neighbors being loud. Yeah. Um, You know, T.S. still in the theatrical. T.S. still acts like an asshole, but Mm -hmm. you're still kind of rooting for for him and Brandy to get back together. Yeah. 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 Um, In. Right. Oh, cool. They just dropped something. Um, Jesus Christ. So I. Yes, I agree. I, I agree that. I mean, I was completely apathetic to T.S. and Brandy's relationship from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as the movie starts, again, because it sets up like this sort of, I don't know, not a, not technically abusive, but I mean, not, you know, not happy relationship that they're in. Yeah, kind of just, a, you know, just a very, I'm trying to think of the right word, but it, yeah, they, they, you can tell they've had fights in the past. Yeah. As were the extended cut. It's like, Brandy, why haven't you dumped him sooner? Right, exactly. Um, and so and then when they get back together at the end of the movie, you're like, in the of the extended cut, you're like, I guess they're going to work it out. Like, I guess this like, is fine. I guess. As were the theatrical cut, you're like, yes, they, they got back together. Because, yeah, yeah. you know, he proposes to her on live TV. Um, and so, you know, it's just, it's just interesting to see how Kevin's original vision was a good thing that people didn't like it, you know, because yeah, I, I usually, and I know we've probably mentioned on the podcast, uh, when studios tend to interfere with director's visions, you know, things get cut out, things, you know, get shortened, uh, perfect example. And I know you're probably gonna hate me for it, but I think it is a perfect example. Uh, the Snyder cut that's coming out, I don't, I don't hate you for it. I'll, I'll see it. Um, was, you know. This week. We're this fi- week? Yeah. We're, we're finally going to see Zack Snyder's original vision for the Justice League. But then when he left during production and they brought in Joss Whedon, they pretty much told him, cut everything out, redo it all. Because they didn't trust that Zack's original vision was going to make them money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. It's an extra two hours. Um, Dude, it's going to be so tight. Uh-huh. Start to finish, not even pausing. Oh, my God. Uh, but in this instance, it was a good thing that the studio kind of was like, hey, maybe maybe you might want to redo some things. Yeah, so um, if some of you are unfamiliar, studios do test screenings um, to see audiences' reactions and what they thought. And they're rough cuts, right? They're not... They're not not finished product, yeah. And they're, you know... I mean, they're probably more likely free um, to get people to go. Yeah. Um, I've never been to a test screening. I I would love to go to a test screening. I think that'd be really cool. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Um, But they get essentially what is customer feedback, um, which... It depends. Yeah. You know? Some movies... It depends. This one, I agree. I think this was the right call that, you know, it's like it doesn't really fit with the rest of the movie. Yeah, because right? the rest of the movie it's pretty much stays the same. It's almost a different movie. Like, yeah. uh, in the very beginning to, you know, like the night before and then the daytime. Yeah. It's two completely different movies. Yeah, like they, you know, like they cut out the whole thing about Brody telling the news that Brandy's dad's like a Satanist. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, that's just unnecessary, though. Like, yeah, yeah. So, like, I mean, I did, I did like that. This was Kevin's original vision for the movie. I do like that. Um, some um, Blu-ray distributors, like, um, for instance, Scream Factory, like if uh, when they released Army of Darkness, mm-hmm. they did the theatrical cut, the extended cut, and TV cuts, which is, I mean. Who would want to watch the TV cut? It's just cool that you get options, and it's cool to see what they cut out and for what reasons, right? Yeah, same same with uh, this one. Yeah, this know. one also has TV cuts. I, I watched like five minutes of the TV cut because it, I just wanted to see how censored it was. Yeah. Because uh, they brought in someone else to redub a lot of Jason Mew's lines. Cause oh, yeah. he was off. Uh, supposedly, he never got a call, but this is during his real big like drug habit days, so he probably didn't even know 
that I was supposed to go in and redub my lines. But, um, but yeah, you know, I, yeah, the movie does feel completely different in the extended version versus mm-hmm. the theatrical. I, I was actually kind of hoping when I saw the, the extended for the first time, I was like, I think this is going to be my new favorite version. Yeah. yeah. And you then you're always, like, Oh you always, no. Yeah. You always kind of want the extended because more of a movie you like means better, but not in this case. Like, uh, like Lord of the Rings. Like Lord of the Rings. Uh, you only watch the extended. Yeah, once you see the extended, it's over. You can't ever go back to the theatrical version. Unless you just want to sit there and point out what was cut out, which I've done. I That would take you all day. I know. But yeah, yeah. In this case, I was like, man, I like I still love the movie, but I don't think I want to watch the extended version again. Yeah. Um so like when I rewatched it to have it fresh in my brain, I just put on the regular regular theatrical yeah. and had a, a grand old time. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, I I think we should probably end this conversation with, I mean, we talked about um, Shannon Doherty's a big get. We talked mm-hmm. about Michael Rooker's a big get. They got Stan Lee. Yes. That's a big get. So, again, for all of our Marvel fans out there, before Marvel was just kind of putting Stan Lee in all their movies, uh, Kevin Smith was the first one to get him to do a cameo. And you know what's so crazy is he, uh, Kevin, as Kevin worded it, uh, used some kind of hypnosis to get more screen time? Because apparently the the original uh, thing for Stan was he was going to come in, he was going to tell Brody that story, and then that was going to be the end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Stan... And I, I legitimately believe that Stan was serious when he said this to Kevin. He was like, well, you know, I I really don't want to upset my wife with this story. Because he was really worried that he was going to upset his wife. So he's like, what if what if I talked to the other guy and told him how it was just a plot from a comic book? Yeah. And Kevin was like, yeah, absolutely. Like, he was like, sure. And then Kevin, years later, was like, he wanted more screen time. <laughs> which it works, you know, that he pulls TS aside. And he's like, yeah, I think he bought it. You know, I used the vulture soliloquy, you know, and it's, you know, it's so great to see Stan, you know, uh, and it's very surreal. This, this cameo. Cause it's very, it's one of the first cameos where he plays himself. Yeah. And it's, um, you, it's sort of like it's set up like Stan Lee's in their signing comics. Mm-hmm. Like we're not going to see him, right? Because right. we never go into the comic shop, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, oh, they're you know, it's it's why there's a long line. That's a great excuse why, and Brody's freaking out. We don't need to see him, right? And we don't think we're going to. And right? then he just kind of shows up. Shows up. <laughs> I still love Brody's reaction. When he when it finally clicks with him, like who he's standing next to, oh my god, <laughs> uh, yeah, and and what's so crazy is with that one little cameo, Stan and Kevin built a really beautiful friendship together, um, <clears throat> and coincidentally, Marvel now says that Kevin Smith exists in the MCU That's with the Captain Marvel cameo oh. where. Where Stanley's sitting there reading the Mallrats script. Yeah. So Marvel's pretty much saying that Kevin Smith exists in the MCU. Uh, That's cool. And, you know, and it's... I I love Stanley dearly, you know. Not just as a comic book reader, but as a person, you know. He's such a great person. And coincidentally, one of his final appearances, not in-game, one of his final appearances was... In a movie that Jason Mewes wrote and directed oh. called The Method and the Madness, where it's a uh, it's a comedy where Jason plays himself. And the whole point is he wants to be taken as a serious actor. And he has Stan Lee show up in it. And that was actually one of Stan's last oh. appearances. That's and it's, fun. yeah, man, it, <sighs> that whole scene is, and it's really funny too, of <laughs> Brody asking Stan Lee, uh, about did, did you notice that he kept looking left and right a lot during that scene? Stanley? Yeah. No. It, uh, it's his cue cards. Oh, um, okay. He he had a really hard time memorizing lines, 
and especially with Kevin Smith stuff, it's a lot. Yeah. Right. Because uh, it's like you know a full page of dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he kept having to look at the. Uh, ah, see, I never the noticed that. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. But yeah, man. Uh, oh, and then one more thing. Sure. Before yeah. we before we start to wrap up, wrap up, wrap up. Yeah. Uh, Kevin also uh, set up Jane's and Bob Strike Back. Yes, with the monkey. Yeah. Right, and then with, they're you know almost like walking off into the sunset. Right. Yeah, and then Jane, Silent Bob. Well, that's a different story. But of course, I think they uh, they obviously show up before that, or you know, before Jane, Silent Bob Strike Back. Yeah, this is almost like he's showing us a scene from Jane, Silent Bob. You know, because I think Jane Silent Bob Strike Back was supposed to be the next movie after Chasing Amy, but then he did Dogma. Because mm-hmm. then at the end of Dogma, because he always puts like a, you know, like how Marvel does, like, you know, Captain America will return kind mm-hmm. of thing. It was like, you know, Jane Silent Bob will return in Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Mm-hmm. And then they did Dogma. And I think it at the very bottom is like Jane Silent Bob real return, and Jane Silent Bob Jane Silent Bob strike back. I promise. <laughs> uh, so I think that was supposed to be the next movie, and then mm. it just kept getting pushed and pushed. Got it. But so Jeremy, yes, sir. are you ready to uh, wrap up? Wrap up. Wrap up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to add in an oops, I forgot. Okay, an oops, I forgot. Uh, we were talking briefly about uh, studio interference. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason Mewes almost didn't get to be. Jay anymore because Aww. of this movie uh the studio wanted him to audition they did not want him at all but kevin was like no trust me it has to be jay and they're like fine well he has to audition i think he auditioned three or four times because they made him audition but they wanted like seth green yeah seth green i read that um they wanted a few other really good comedic actors but it, ha- it had to be jason Mewes. yeah um and we're lucky the studio trusted Kevin enough to be like, all right, fine. We know he's your friend. Cast him. Yeah, but you're taking care of him. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. I think like uh, J- Jason like had to crash on Kevin's floor because they were like, we're not paying him a hotel room. Nope. You got to take care of him pretty much. Yeah. But uh, I wouldn't trust him in a hotel room either. Even well, if- well, no, he's sober now. Fine. He's been sober for like five years. Like five years. Uh, well, because he's got a daughter. And he wants to be a good dad. Oh, so. that's sweet. Uh, so, Jeremy. Yes, sir. Even though I know you didn't like this movie, did you at least have found some new appreciation for I, it? You know, I, like I said, I always appreciate dialogue, no matter what. I, You know, I just like dialogue-heavy stuff. Um, so I appreciate that. Now, I, you know, he's good at those. Kevin Smith is good with the, the sort of natural conversations, mm-hmm. right? Like when they're talking about the the, the, the food court, like, when they yes, like the cookie stand's not a part. Is of the, food the cookie court. stand a part of the food court? That's the conversation we would have. Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, and we I would very much, no matter if I cared about it or not, be very defiant in my opinion. Right? Oh yeah. No matter what. See, I think that would that's when you would be the most Brody. Like no, yeah. cookie stand's not a part of the food court. Yeah, <laughs> like, like you, you're out of your mind. Because it would be there anyway. Um, so I, you know, I appreciate that, and I, yeah. yeah. So I mean, overall, no, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's up. Well, well, I mean, good. I I didn't like I said I didn't pick it just to annoy you. I picked it because I I really. <laughs> I mean, I I picked Great Gatsby to annoy you a little bit, but this one I really I really picked because I really, I was like I I feel like if I can have him watch it with fresh eyes and with the added bonus of the extended cut. Mm-hmm maybe but i mean like i think like you said uh in our chasing amy episode this movie's not for everyone it's not for everybody and it's it, it's not as we discussed it's it, it was critically panned yes uh ebert didn't like this one he no. liked clerks but he didn't like this one and, and again it's because it's so different right yeah and uh we for sure will do clerks uh maybe this season i don't know but as you said that's too much Kevin's. That's too much. So <laughs> it may be next season, or who knows? So Jeremy, yes, sir. What are we talking about next week? Because right. you were gonna tell me, but I was like, no, I, I want, I want genuine reaction on camera. Perfectly fine. Um, 
I believe it's still on Netflix, but you can find it at our local Not Hastings uh, for like $8. Um, right. I almost bought it for you. Um, I guess it's still can. I'm scared. So, no, don't be. <laughs> so, this is a movie that I love. This is a movie that I think it does take... It does, you know, like, to tie it into our movie today, Brody couldn't do this movie. He couldn't talk about this movie because he wouldn't be able to be an adult. <laughs> oh, okay. Right? So, um, you need to really take it seriously. It, it won't be hard to once you watch it. It's gorgeously shot. And um, one of my favorite current working directors, Steve McQueen, um, is absolutely amazing. Um, Shame um, with Michael Fassbender and Carey Mulligan. Um, This movie is, I mean, it has the reputation of being a sex movie, right? Uh. Because it is about this this person's struggle with sex addiction and what it's doing to us. I'm assuming that's Michael Fassbender. It is Michael Fassbender. and his struggle with his um, relationship with his sister, who comes in and out of his life, and you know. And I'm assuming that's Carrie Mulligan. It is Carrie Mulligan. Um, there are people you will recognize um, in this movie as well. I love this movie. I saw it uh, years and years ago when it came out, um, and it's it's awesome. I mean, there are shots in this movie that you're like, I ah, that's so cool. Like it shows a woman walking or him walking across the room through the reflection of an earring on the floor. Oh, that's tight. And, I mean, it's... Is, yeah. is it like the mirror shot from uh, that one Jodie Foster movie? Where, I like Jodie Foster. Where, with the aliens... First Contact. You know, with the mirror shot? Contact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sort of like that. That's cool, man. Yeah, yeah you know, I've, I want to say you've talked to me about this movie before. It's great. Um, and I love Michael Fassbender. And as when we talked about with Great Gatsby and Inside Lewin Davis. I love Carrie Mulligan. Carrie Mulligan she's is amazing. Amazing. Um, there's a lot of really long takes in this. Okay. To where you're like, I can't believe these guys, you know, were able to pull that off as actors. Like I wouldn't be able to maintain that level of seriousness or whatever for that long. I know. I I've I've edited your shots. That's true. <laughs> um, so it's 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 great. Shame. Um, next week. Alrighty. Well, we uh, hope everyone enjoyed Mallrats. Um, I think for the audio, we're going to play Suzanne in its entirety. Oh, okay, cool. Because uh, I love Weezer. 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 Oh, um, should we plug our um, YouTube exclusive? Yes. So if you listen to our Zodiac episode, uh, we kind of mentioned a episode that's coming that's YouTube exclusive. Um where we interview a five-year-old. <laughs> uh, it will be on YouTube uh, probably within the next week. Um, we'll let you know on the Facebook page. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, oh, and probably Instagram or whatever you Yeah. We may not do another one of these, but it was still fun. It was fun. <laughs> for what it was. I mean, it, it went about as well as you'd expect. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, Jesus Christ. We uh, so anyway, we hope you guys enjoyed Mallrats. Um, next week, shame, and we will see you then. Suzanne, you're wrong.